Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me for this post-game reaction pod is Shay Dixon. Shay, it was uh, a pretty quick game. I think it was under three hours. I mean, pretty uh, impressive in that regard. Your mic is muted already. We can't. We can't. Literally, I'm, I'm literally, try not to have background minute, noise. Less than thirty seconds into the podcast, you're already muted yourself. I try not to have background noise, so I mute it, and then I forget that I've done that. Um, yeah, what I think the game kicked at six forty, and I looked at you at seven forty, and the band was on the field to do the halftime show. I was like, bro, that that just went one hour. Um, so the first half flew by. I don't even there might have been a penalty or two, um, but it was like I think. New Mexico is like four or five completing it, and LSU had only had like two incompletions, so flew by. No complaints there. Probably yeah, the fastest it's, game we've covered in the two years you've been here. Definitely. My my two years, it's definitely the fastest game. And we knew coming into New Mexico would run the ball a ton, and I projected LSU to end the – I mean, I projected LSU to win 34-3. to three. I did not think New Mexico was going to score the ball at all. Um, at any rate, I thought maybe they'd get a field goal, though, just because you know how football is. But they end up shutting them out. And it's something I thought could happen just because New Mexico's offense is that limited and it's that one-dimensional to a degree um, that I thought LSU's defense – and I think LSU's defense is that good, which I'll get into more later. Okay, wait. So let's revisit the predictions. Bill, you're out. Billy can't Billy defend himself. Billy's not here, Brilliant. but Billy Billy went forty-one to seventeen. The final score is thirty-eight nothing. Billy, Billy's out. Gone. Whose final score was closer? Your thirty-four-three or my thirty-eight-six? <laughs> I should have gone thirty-four-zero. I really should have. I was. In my I mean, head, you preached even, all week. New Mexico should never score a single point. I I literally was looking at the uh, the over under on FanDuel for New Mexico was six and a half, and it was plus value, and I didn't bet it. But I was like, "Yo, man, I should just pull the trigger on that." That's crazy because I just didn't see it. But then in the back of my head, I was I had Garrett Nussmeyer throwing the ball to Southern and giving them a touchdown in the back of my head playing, and you know I was just scared of a touchdown, but. Yeah, I didn't think New Mexico would score the ball at all, and they didn't. I mean, you 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 wrapped it up in your um, in your recap. I'm in my recap and everything. New Mexico wins the game with two first downs. I mean, it was literally just a completely just shut down performance from LSU's de- from LSU's defense. So, but to answer your question, who's was closer? For for you to guess a score correct at 38, I would probably have to give it to you. 38 points for LSU. I'll I'll tip my. It. My exact score predictions have had a rough week. Let's be real. <laughs> After my Thursday night football bad beat of all time, where I guessed the correct score that went awry in the final seconds. Yeah. I didn't have any money on this one though. I'll give that 38-6. 
Um, all right, let's start D. We can roll right through this reaction pod. Okay, let's let's treat this like the game. They rolled right through it. Uh, Thirty-eight nothing. You already said it. Two first downs. I haven't covered a game maybe ever where the other team only got two first downs. And eighty-eight total yards. One for ten on third downs. Here's how I summed it up. New Mexico had the ball ten times. One of the times they just kneeled it out slash let the clock run out before half. It was like right when they got the ball back and there wasn't much time left, so they just let it go. So really they had nine possessions. They punted on all nine of them, and they went three and out on seven of the nine possessions. 88 total yards. It's about as dominant of his defensive performance. I don't don't care who it is. They didn't do that to Southern. Southern was chunking off some long plays, so – this was a massive defensive showing. Hat tip to Matt House, coming off a big game for the defense against State. I mean, they were really sharp against State, and then pitching this shutout in dominant fashion. Um, feeling good about them going into an Auburn offense that is rather one-dimensional uh, in terms of what they can do and, and trying to move the chains. So, I uh, I really really like where the defense is at right now, and. We can, I guess we can hat tip a few guys. Jarrett Bernard Converse got the game ball uh, because he went from I'm a corner to, hey, we need you at safety now because Major Burns is out three to six weeks with Kelly said a neck injury, but he said, I hate saying neck injury. The doctors cleared it, meaning it doesn't need surgery is how I took that. Yeah. But he said it just needs time to heal. So he said it could be three weeks, could be a month. I'm not sure. Uh, but they get Joe Fusha back, the Arkansas uh, safety has played a ton of SEC football. Uh, he was having to sit the first four games. So Burns out, Fuchsia in. Um, what, Jay Ward wasn't out there for this game, but typically he'll be out there, I guess. Yeah. Um, did they say what Ward's injury was or what's going on there? No, no, but I, I think he's kind of – after that last game where he was in on a lot of plays and everything, I'm assuming it was kind of a rest similar type thing. Uh, as Same BJ. with B.J. Ojolari. Yeah. So, so you didn't have those two. You didn't have Major Burns. You obviously don't have Mason Smith. Essentially three to four starters you were without, and you still did that on defense. Now, back to safety for a second. Major Burns is gone for a month maybe. You bring Joe Fusha in. One of the backups would have been Matthew Langlois. He is – apparently suffered a pretty bad knee injury to where he's on a massive knee brace and crutches at the game. Yeah. So he's not going to be available. It'll be very, I mean, we're, we'll see if they keep Bernard Converse kind of in that mix, but it seems like we're trending towards seeing some Joe Fusha and Greg Brooks back there together uh, at safety, the pair of Arkansas transfers. I don't know. Yeah. So I it think, seems I think- to be trending that way. I think so. I don't. I think they go with Fusha because it's not like Fusha's been out and hasn't been practicing. You know, he's no, been, he wasn't injured. No, he yeah, was he, he was there throughout fall camp. Throughout fall camp, um, he was in, you know, at the safety spot, um, at running with the twos. And when he was running with the twos initially, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird with Major Burns as the ones. But then obviously we find out that the whole his whole situation, so it makes sense. But I think he's ready to step in and play right away. Um, I don't think we see Jarek Bernard Converse start at safety again, um, you know, barring injury. So I think they'll be fine. But like, like you said, it was big for Bernard to be able to step in for this one game. And I thought he looked actually really good. Um, he was crashing down the way a safety does and he 
I mean, there wasn't much in the way of passing that he had to protect against. So, you know, it wasn't a very tough def- offense to face, but he did his job. And they, like you said, they didn't, uh, they didn't start a nickel. They started Harold Perkins there, sending like a straight four, three type look and just really shut down everything New Mexico did. But yeah, you summarize everything. Well, uh, BJ Savion Jones started for BJ Ojolari. I thought Savion was fine. Um, I don't think, Savion. I don't think you'll find anybody on the defense that played poorly. I thought Greg Brooks was active. Everybody was active. So no, everyone tackled well. Yeah, it was great game by the defense. My my thing is, and I guess before we move on, is this is this is the performance of a defense that I think is legitimately top five in the SEC. Like I was running through the 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 top five SEC defenses last week or last night, and I was like, okay, you go Georgia, Bama, and M probably as a three as your top three and then you go then you're looking at lsu maybe against like a kentucky defense or you know mississippi state defense i still think is good but it's like that's the range i think that four to six range where you could put lsu in at four you could put them at five i think their defense is better than mississippi states so if we're looking at a top five potentially top four defense in the sec and i don't want to come off as like you know recency bias but they did it in the Mississippi State game, and I think they did it even in the Florida State game where, I mean, if you go back and watch that game, Jordan Travis was superhuman at times making those throws. Like, I thought LSU's defense was actually pretty damn good in that game, and obviously late in the game they got the stops necessary, which showed, but even when Florida State was scoring, Jordan Travis was making some crazy throws. So I think they've been really good the entire season, and I am very confident in saying that they're a top five defense at the very least in the SEC. Yeah, and think of Florida State. That was the first time from coordinator to coach to players, most of which, half of which are transfers, certainly in the defensive backfield, had played together at all. So, like, you would expect them to, like, look bad and it be forgivable because it's like, well, you know, they've never played together. Like, the defense buckled into that game. So one of the touchdowns. And one of the touchdowns was that reverse pass, which was a bust. So like, right, yeah, the trick play got him there one touchdown. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I I think this defense is very very legit, and I will be predicting accordingly from now on. Uh, I won't be hedging my my picks. That's yes, a salute to the D. All right. Um, how do we transit? Well, let's let's transition to special teams real quick. Before we get to offense, special teams always has a place here. Yes. I believe in your post-game instant reactions, you referred to special teams as meh. 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 It, was, it so is what it is. You that know, sums it, it up? Yeah. The, the the penalties continue to stack up. I think three, three punt returns had penalties attached to them. So uh, two of them from Colby Fields, uh, one of them from my – I think it was LaTerrence Welsh. It was number 27, I believe. Um, I didn't look on the field. It was late in the game. But you have three of them. One, of one them takes back. a touchdown off the board. Exactly. So one of them brings back a Jack Besh punt return, which was very impressive. And I think we've solved the punt returning um, aspect of this team. So that's something comforting because from a from – a, from a uh, potency standpoint, Jack Besh is just infinitely more dangerous as a punt returner than Gregory Clayton. Like Gregory Clayton, when he gets the ball, he's just looking, he's just hoping to God that he catches the ball, which he does a good job of. He catches the ball. And then by that point, he's just not worried about returning it. Jack Besh is like 
there could be a guy coming down eight yards away. There five was. Yards away. <laughs> yeah, and he he will catch that thing and then try to make a move off of it. And so he's yeah, he's also great? tougher to bring down. You know, if you're coming full speed and then you got to slow up a bit to see if they catch it, and then you see that he's returning it, he's a little bit tougher to bring down. You can't just like put an arm on him and tackle him. Like we we saw it. So he caught it immediately, had a guy on him, and he just shrugged him off. I mean, he's there. He's that big physical type receiver that can do that. So, um, and to be fair to, I guess, to Colby Fields or to the special teams unit, we'll see. Brian Kelly did take some issue with the flag bringing back the punt because he said, if you're going to call that a blindside block, then don't do, then we shouldn't even have punt returns in football. He said, if you can't make that block on a punt return, then we shouldn't even have them. I'm not far off. I I disagree. I don't disagree. I'm with him. I don't, Still, I'm. I'm, I'm with I him. mean, yeah, it now, was. It didn't feel necessary at the time. It, with it Cash didn't being gone. It, it felt like he was yeah. going to be gone regardless. Like that guy wasn't yes. catching. So that was my. That's all. I think that's what a lot of people's problems are whenever they see holding penalties or stuff like that on kick returns, punt returns that are going to be gone. It's just like he's. You don't need that in that place. So no, it was like um, it's like stayed a week ago when they nearly housed when it got called back on a flag, and it's someone exactly. who's holding like on the other side of the field. It's like, what are you even doing, exactly. dude? Um, so that that's but, the whole thing, and then there was a missed field goal as well. Oh yeah, there there was a missed field goal, absolutely. I don't know, and then there was a kick out of bounds on the kickoff, and then yeah, not meh. not great. Hey, meh, we got meh. spoiled by Cade York and Cole Tracy, and I understand all that, but you still expect things to be a little bit more crisp than this. But good to see Besh. Um, hell, Besh, we asked him after the game. We were standing there with him kind of after media had kind of cleared out a bit when I was talking to him about the punt returner thing. And me and you joked about this because Brian Kelly, when we were like, well, when did Greg Clayton start returning punts? He's like, oh, he'd been doing that all fall camp, even though we had been out there and never seen Greg Clayton. Well, we'd been out there and never seen Jack Besh doing it. So when we asked Besh, it was like, yo, when when did you start kind of working on punt returns? He's like, Tuesday. <laughs> I was like, well, how did that work out? He's like, well, I mean, they came up to me and said, hey, would you be interested in maybe returning some punts? And I think, you know, a Jack Besh response was like, hell yeah, or something like that. And uh, He said he had done it in high school already. And, you know, Besh, yeah. I mean, Besh had entered this week with two targets and despite playing in all three games, and he led the team in receptions a year ago, receiving yards at least. When Boutte got hurt, he was kind of the guy who, who ended up with the highest number there. All he wants to do is get involved, and you saw that. So I thought he looked great on special teams. I would – definitely start him there versus Auburn. I would be a little surprised if they didn't. Um, and then immediately got involved in the receiving game. I mean, he caught the, and he got the very first target from Jaden Daniels. They made a very clear emphasis to get after, you know, working Jack Besh in this game, especially with Butte out the birth of his first child. He'll be back for the Auburn game. Um, but it was evident they wanted to work him in uh, quickly. And once again, and we've seen this Matty B it's a pretty consistent theme. Ten different players caught a pass. So, like, every game it seems you're going to have the neighbors, the Boutte, Jenkins, Brian Thomas, often Mason Taylor, they're all going to end up with, like, four to seven catches a game, and every one of them is going to be in that range. It's And I'll, I'll pair this in with running backs. The running backs – now with John Emery back are also very clearly on this heavy rotation where Frank Wilson's, you know, giving 
eight touches, eight touches, nine touches, nine touches, 11 touches, you know, like between Jaden Daniels and the four running backs. So yeah. I was wrong. I thought we'd have a season where John Emery got back and was carrying it 20 times a game. Like that's not, like, that's not going to happen now. That's just not how they're operating unless, unless things change over time. It seems to me that whether it's at receiver or whether it's at running back, they don't mind evenly distributing the ball, even when you've got a Boutte or you've got a Neighbors or you've got an Emery. Uh, it seems the game plan to me is they like to have a pretty healthy rotation here. Yeah, and I, I think that's obviously what you want as a coaching staff. The thing – and the, when talking about the receivers and the running backs, there's just a difference in me in, like, quality at times. Like, the receivers are obviously on a different level than the running backs. And so, yeah, you're rotating them, but I think from the running back perspective is that we hoped John Emery would be – you know, would come back and be that that guy, which was probably a little optimistic of us. But um, still, we would have liked to see that. So even he didn't do that. So now it's a lot of Armani Good. I think Armani Goodwin at this point is probably running back one. Like well, he started. So yeah, for a lack of a better word, like he's probably the starter. Um, how much that means, I don't know. But because Josh Williams will get a lot of run in different situations, whether it's pass protection or as a receiver, uh, and then John Emery will get his carries too. I, I don't think Noah Kane getting eleven carries for ninety-four yards and two touchdowns really signifies that he's back. But, you know, it's nice to have. You, want, you like to base. see it. Yeah. But all that happened. Goodwin went down in the second half. Kane yeah. immediately comes in for his first reps, and they kind of just let him go the rest of the way. So, you know, it wasn't like he had the, as you noted, it wasn't like those 11 touches came spread across the game. He was the guy yeah. that went in at the end. Um, but that's the, the fourth guy, and they'll give him some run. And he's proven he can find the end zone. He's gotten into the end zone a few times now. Um, two last night. Goodwin was in twice last night. Um, quick thought on injuries because I'm sure people are kind of wondering. Goodwin looked like he may have tweaked his hamstring. That's yeah. when he came out. But then he was in the medical tent for a while. They were working on him. He got his helmet back, but it was evident he was not going back into the game. It was already like 28 something, 28 nothing or whatever it might have been. Uh, but it wasn't like he was walking all gingerly. I mean, he looked fine after the game. So I'm sure he'll have a very light week and then, you know, be available for Auburn. We were very convinced. Well, we can figure that out this week. It looked like Brian Thomas popped his shoulder out. I mean, yeah. he was on a block, tries to get off the block. The guy kind of pulls back and he immediately lets go and grabs his shoulder and goes down. And then we saw him on the sidelines and you're like, they're popping it back in right there. And we saw the medical team working on him. And after about a minute, they're like, okay, let's get into the tent. And they yeah. were in the tent for a while. Then they give him, he comes out of the tent, and Jaden Daniels goes into it. Uh, but he comes out of the tent, gets his helmet back, and next thing you know, we look up, and he's taking a ball 70-something yards for a touchdown. So, yeah, like, exactly. yeah, he, he was fine, or however long that touchdown was. Uh, yeah. 57 yeah, 50, yards. 57 so, yards, yeah. So, big – and, boy, when he gets into space, I mean, good night. It – he is just a big kid who is tough to bring down. Um, but good, good to see him back out there. And then your boy, let's see, Jaden. We say we have to talk quarterback. Yeah, Jaden got tackled, went to the ground. People thought, oh, maybe he's got a concussion. He went to the medical tent. They took his helmet. Then they gave him his helmet back, and he like sprinted back out there. This was the drive Nussmeyer went in. But Kelly kind of was like, no, and then. Nussmeyer scores and at that point it goes from 17 to 24 nothing and it's kind of like okay you don't need to play anymore but then Brian Kelly said after the game 
what it was like a strain in his back or what was yeah. it it was yeah it was, a, it was something a, yeah. what he said that it wasn't related to his head at all and he said he just strained something he got immediately cleared but we didn't feel like putting him back in so it seems everyone like those three guys who got hurt kind of back to back to back are all fine i mean brian thomas went back in goodwin looked okay and Daniels was more than ready to go back in. So yeah. Malik good came to go out there. as well. That's right. Um, but we didn't hear anything in terms of yeah, him fine. being banged up. I think he'll be fine. Um, Daniels, Nussmeyer, thoughts. I mean, obviously they both played great, but uh, Daniels, 24, 29, 279. Um, no touchdowns. The touchdowns they got when he was in, they were just running the football. But 83% completion percentage, which is another awesome game for him. I'll sum it up like I do every game. Can you put on the film and say, oh, man, you missed this guy and this guy and this guy? Like, sure, but you're not going to do that too many times because he only had five incomplete passes. Well, then you say, well, yeah, he completed this dump off, but he should have gone down. Okay, but again, he's an 80% passer right now. He doesn't turn the ball over and can get it done with his feet. Like, if he just continues to develop week to week, he'll be like. I'm loving what I'm seeing. I, I just don't get any LSU fan right now. I feel like LSU fans are just waiting for him to some, like waiting for him to fail to be like, told you he's not the guy. What else do you want? Uh, he's playing light years better than he did at Arizona State. So uh, I'm, I've loved what I've seen from Daniels. I, I don't really care if he takes off a little too soon sometimes. You pointed this out on the podcast, the preview pod, and we're dead, a- dead accurate. New Mexico is never going to pressure LSU's offensive line. Like LSU's line should be able to handle that. Because of that, it was going to look like the Southern game. He wasn't going to go run everywhere. They were going to try to make him sit back and pass. He did. He had good numbers, threw for 280. I don't yeah. know. Am I am I wrong here? No, no, no. You're. I, I think you're right. I mean, heck, 280 yards on 29 pass attempts, you're looking at almost 10 yards an attempt at that point. And if you just look at it from that perspective, it definitely signifies more than – than dump offs for the most part. I mean, I was happy to see the Chris Hilton play. I was happy to see him bomb it to Chris Hilton and find him on that deep post route. And I was like, okay, that's something I would love to see a little bit more of. Obviously, defense didn't got that speed. Oh, Hilton's so fast. He's just insane. Um, but, you know, you have that type of weapon. You have that across the board, really. I mean, I would love to see a couple more deep shots throughout the game. Uh, throughout the game. And they didn't need them against New Mexico. I'm not saying they did. But, you know, as they get into SEC play, maybe to start changing it up a little bit more, they, I would expect them to take a couple more deep shots, whether that's to Boutte, whether that's to um, whoever else, Hilton, Thomas, Neighbors, whoever. I, I would like to see that, but I don't think he was – it was, definitely wasn't a super conservative game from, from Jaden Daniels. I thought he threw the ball well. And any time you throw the ball 29 times, and I don't think he had – a turnover worthy play uh, like one that I was like, Oh, he should have been picked. Oh, that was dangerous. No, it, he hasn't had one of those the entire season. I saw a stat. Yeah, I saw said, you reference that. That's crazy. I referenced that in a thread on, on our board. It's like, he hasn't had a single turnover worthy play the entire season. Like that is, that is an unheard of four games into the year. I mean, so I, I think he's, especially great. when you're up on some of these teams where you're like, eh, I mean, who really cares? I'm just going to try to make something happen. Yeah, or even when He's you're behind. He's never done that. When you're behind against Mississippi State and Florida State, 
and you have to try to maybe force some things here or there. A lot of quarterbacks, that's when they get their interceptions too is when they're trying to come from behind. And he's just never thrown a ball where you're like, oh, that was dangerous. Oh, that should have been picked. Like, yeah, sure, he's had some inaccuracies. But from a standpoint of making the throws or, or reading the defense and not putting the ball in harm's way, I, I can't ask for anything more. So he gives this offense a chance. The keys are here. And the Nuss bus is cranked back up, right? We're back. We're, We're back, back, baby. Not to start. Maddie B's boy. Standards. Different standards now going into this era of the Nuss bus. You know, we're not looking to start, but hey, come aboard if you want to have some fun and some safe, uh, a safe <laughs> Responsible trip fun. Responsible fun. There you go. With no more. Of I don't think they have seatbelts on buses, at least not the old school ones that I rode on, the old school no. buses. So no, there yeah, is some know. inherent risk involved in getting on the Nuss bus. You will not have a seatbelt. Yeah, but this Nuss bus, this Nuss bus has those little stop signs on the side of them, you know, and then like mm-hmm. all the, the lights are on and everything new. So it's it's def, it's a different bus. The, the last Nuss bus was a party bus. You know, those party buses that no you doubt. in New Orleans. Everyone that was, that was having the old a blast. Nuss bus. This one's a lot more of a school bus type one. We're going to okay. nine for 10, 135 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Clean. Look That's calm. It. The only thing, like, it was Nussmeyer quit going out there and trying to play hero ball. Like, sit there, play within the offense, you'll be fine. And it was bang, bang, bang. Like, good decision making, going through his reads. Looked, looked very, and. He was it was 17 nothing. Like when Daniels went down, like he popped right into a game and let him right down the field. So yeah. um, you know, it wasn't like he'd been on the sidelines warming up and they're like, hey, in two more drives, you're going into the game. Um, I it was good to see. I thought obviously thought he played very well. Nine of ten is a great line, 90% completion, going well over a hundred, getting the TDs. So um what the TD was to Brian Thomas on that play? Or Thomas yeah, it wasn't really. Away. I I I tried to joke in the thread. I said, "Wow, Garrett Nussmeyer, fifty-seven yard pass to Brian Thomas," <laughs> but um, I don't think anybody probably could. like what like a ten-yard pass, and then Brian Thomas did if the rest. that if that it was like just a comeback route, and then he just popped it the whole way. Regardless, I I I won't. You know, obviously, I'll be wrong plenty of times throughout my life, and saying Garrett Nussmeyer was going to start was was wrong. But I was not wrong about his arm. I the dude can throw the freaking ball, man. <laughs> like no those doubt. out out breaking routes or the hitch to the outside, even to Brian Thomas. I mean, his arm is just it's there. It's it's it is elite. So, you know, it's good to see him start to pair that arm with a little bit of common sense playmaking. hundred percent. And you, you this is why you feel good about uh the Nest bus that as you said has all of the bells and whistles on it. Uh, to be a very safe ride. If you go to, like, last night happened. Like, if Jaden Daniels goes down in an SEC game and they're like, hey, man, we can't put you back out there tonight, right? Like, you need the Nussmeyer that you saw last night. Not not, not the Nussmeyer that came out on Southern or, uh, or anything even remotely close to that. You need this Nuss, the I'm coming in, I'm going to operate within the offense, and – and we'll um, hopefully not have a major drop off in terms of what I can do with my arm. Yeah. So, uh, is there an element of Daniels with his legs that Nussmeier doesn't have? Sure, hundred percent. There's also an element with the arm. I would think that 
McDaniels doesn't always have it. And that's just kind of who they are as quarterbacks. I and by no means think Nussmeier should start, but I do feel better that if something were to ever happen to Daniels, that Nussmeier at least has a game under his belt now where he understands if I play this type of way, the results will be good. If I play this type of way, the results will be bad. And if he can differentiate that uh, when he gets put into a game, they'll be fine. But uh, offensively as a whole, 633 yards, Matty B. Yeah, You'll nothing, take that. Yeah, no no complaints. I, I, The New Mexico defense obviously gave them a little bit of trouble um, at times, but there were the – I mean, there was the touchdown that was called back because of a pass offensive pass interference. You know, there were – then there was the missed field goal where they should have probably put um, – you know, put points on the board as well. So it could have, they could have had more than 17 points into the third quarter, but you know, that's, well, it's a, not a bad New Mexico defense. I don't think. Yeah, no, of course not. Rocky Gonzalez. Uh, oh, I just, com- I don't uh, remember his name. Rocky Long, Gonzalez is go. head coach. Uh, Rocky Long obviously was at San Diego state. Then he came back and uh, he's been a really well-respected D coordinator for a long time. So we knew that that, it's been three years. Only one team in the past three years has scored. I wrote about this in the preview, or maybe we talked about it. Has scored forty points or more on New Mexico, and it was like Air Force two years ago or something like that. So, like that's twenty, thirty something games. LSU got to thirty-eight, but they're a scrappy D. Like this was a good offensive performance. I'll tell you this: Rocky Long, old school style, teaches them. You know the old play through the whistle thing. They are they are playing through the whistle, no doubt. This is a team that they everybody is getting hit a little bit after the whistle to where you're you're teetering on was that dirty to these guys are are really kind of uh, getting after it. So I, I did. I could see why New Mexico doesn't allow people to just go out and drop 70 on them like they played sound, tackled well at times. I just thought LSU was efficient. They're the type of defense that will will fight you before you score forty points on them. Hundred percent, guys are gonna not, get kicked out before you're getting forty yeah. points. They would rather leave the field than you score fifty points on them. That is not happening. Um, but yeah, I, th- I don't think we have anything else. I will. Last thing I'll say on the Nussmeyer thing is those those two plays against Southern are obviously inexcusable and everything, but they they do feel like those two plays are what everybody's judging him off of. And I think even if you go back to the Southern game outside of those two possessions, I thought he was fine. You know, today he was fine. I think he is a fine quarterback. So that can put a bow on, on that. Um, did we hit anybody else that we didn't hit on that had a good game? Harold um, uh, Perkins led the team in tackles. He got a start. That was good for him as a true freshman, yes. obviously. Um, the O-line was the exact same for the second week in a row. So Campbell and Emory Jones. Um, playing the two tackle spots is true. Seven banks. Um, yep. Seven banks made his debut and it was on special teams and corner. Uh, and with Bernard Converse having to go to safety, he played even a little bit more corner than they probably anticipated. So at least they've got him back. As Matthew already said, there was nobody got tested in the passing game here. They threw it seven times. So, um, wasn't like you got to see a ton there. Um, I'd say on the O-line, it was the first time that they've gone with the same starters in back-to-back weeks this year, but Anthony Bradford started at right guard the first two games. Then he was suspended for a game and Miles Frazier started at right guard. And then Frazier started again last night, but it wasn't in like two or three series into the game. Bradford was in and then Frazier was in and then Bradford. So 
that right guard spot, I would still say seems to have some competition to it, but at least they're starting to kind of whittle things down and get a good group of who they feel is uh, their top guys in the O-line. Um, man, not a, I don't think we missed too much beyond no, that. You already mentioned Harold Perkins, but uh, three other freshmen got recorded some tackles. Uh, Terrence Welsh, Demario Tolan, and Quincy Wiggins all recorded tackles. So shout out to them. 2022 class coming in. Uh, Coming in clutch here. Yeah. Um, you. I, I'm sorry. Did you say you said Welsh? Uh, yes. Uh, you, you said Tolan. Welsh, Tolan, Wiggins. Wiggins. Yeah. I see them so. all there at the bottom. So, yeah, good to see them out there. Shout out my man Weeks again. Another solid performance from him as a backup linebacker. Um, yeah, I think I think we covered about everything there. 38 right. is what it is. Now they play Auburn. I'll say this to set us up for Auburn week here. Auburn stinks. Um, and anyone who, like, if Auburn fans are listening, they would say, we don't stink, we suck, and we're awful. <laughs> they are bad, bad. But I, I said this for the year, and, and a lot of people knew this. This is going to be the easiest chance at an SEC win they have. They've already got one over State. State is infinitely better than Auburn is. Auburn has nothing really beyond Tank, Tank Bigsby. We don't even know if T.J. Finley will play. Calzada's out. They were down to Robbie Ashford and some other quarterbacks that I've never even heard of. Um, Coy Moore was their leading receiver. They don't play all that great defense. Like, this is not a good team. But I will say this as we go off the pod. LSU fans should be happy that Auburn won. Why is that? Had Auburn lost to Missouri, they would have fired Harson today or Monday. Like, he's – and if LSU beats them, he might get fired next Saturday or Sunday or whenever it is. So I wouldn't have – if I'm LSU, I do not want to walk into a team that the fans get got what they wanted, Harson got fired, you know, some popular coach on staff gets promoted to interim, the team's all juiced, you've got LSU coming, and then they've got a reason to be up for the game. I think you don't want them to have that kind of lifeline given to them of, oh, look, guys, like spark some change here. Instead, it's what appears to be another week of Harson. He's a dead man walking. Um, wild things happen on the plains every time LSU goes there. I mean, this was one of those series where the road team was winning the game, or like something wild was happening. It seemed near like every time, or it was like Auburn hadn't won in Baton Rouge in however long, and LSU hadn't won there in however long, and then they had that field yeah. goal with Cole Trace. I remember I that's what it was. When I first started here and we did our season predictions, um, and obviously I was like brand new at the time, I predicted Auburn to beat them last year. And I remember just the comments flooding in, being like, Auburn hasn't beaten LSU in Death Valley or in, in Baton Rouge in how however many years since like, like twenty some years. Or yeah, however however long it was. It was a long time. And I was like, Okay. That's I also predicted them to go nine and three last year and Bo Nick's the magician. There you go. Got but, it done. So, yeah, I, I think if you're an LSU fan, you're very – you know already going to Auburn brings with it insane storylines that somehow always burn you even if you got the better team. You wanted no part of an interim, Brian Harson got fired, let's celebrate type of week here. This is just going to be another week where Auburn has to sit there answering questions about the future of the coach, the future of the program, and the Band-Aid has not been ripped off yet. So – I would consider that to be a win. I know LSU fans love seeing Auburn lose, but you wanted them to come away with that Missouri game. 
which if anyone watched the Missouri Auburn game, I apologize. It was some of the worst football I've ever witnessed. I mean, yeah. I only watched bad, the overtime. bad, bad. I watched the overtime. Good for you. That was it. I was I was watching Clemson Wake Forest for the yeah. most part. Good football. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what that line's at later in the week. But this Auburn will be six and a half right now. Who did they play? Who do they still play outside of UAB? Who LSU? LSU. Uh, what non-conference team beyond that's UAB? That's it. That's it. Auburn will be – I think UAB could probably beat Auburn. Auburn will be the worst team that they play the worst I wouldn't be year. shocked. Yeah. So, next weekend's game is – of the final eight games is the least talented team LSU will play. I'm looking at the S- – uh, ESPN does their SB Plus every week. Um, UAB is 57th in the country. Auburn – let me look up Auburn. Auburn. Them boys aren't even on the page. you got to keep scrolling. No, they're here. They're here. They're here. Because SP Plus rewards these like preseason rankings and stuff. Uh, they're forty. So there you go. Give me UAB. Yeah, I, I think UAB. I UAB is 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 pretty decent. Okay, so, yes. that's that's it. There we go. Uh, the spread is currently six and a half. It was five and a half last night, which I tweeted out. If anybody wanted to get on that, um, I probably won't bet on that this game just because I don't know. Weird, but. Yeah, that's all we have for y'all today. We hope y'all enjoyed uh, the recap podcast. Um, 30 minutes, about as long as the first half took in the LSU-New Mexico game. So we hope y'all enjoyed it. Oh, let me get my hat. There you go. Bang. The the Bengal Tiger, $1 for an entire year. Subscribe if you haven't already for all the great content. Visitor lists, recruiting tidbits, analysis, everything. I, I got my Jaden Ban- my Jaden Daniels prop bet right yesterday, so I'm happy up to two and two on the year on my final lines picks. So there we go. Boom. All right. We thank you all for joining us. Leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. We're climbing slowly but surely. Actually, it's pretty fast. but So we appreciate all the support on that. And, yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you all later. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.